following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. As Huglet says, it's pure. Very <laughs> pure. I like the music. Well, yeah. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. Oh, I'm crying Derby already. Day, yeah. I mean, Here really, we go. You got any tissues? <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. We could just sit here and listen to the music the whole hour, but uh, that probably wouldn't uh, accomplish what we're here to do. Uh, you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show. It's Derby Day. And we have a special guest uh, with us on the show. We have as normal Guy Huglet and Elizabeth Dupree sitting in. But we also have Reynolds Bell, uh, who is a long-term player in the horse business in Fayette County, Central Kentucky, and really all over the country. Uh, we're very delighted to have him on the show today. Uh, just Lots of gratitude for having you here, Reynolds. Thank you so much for being able to show up today. I'm grateful to be here, Tom. Well, I'm grateful to have you. And uh, just a little bit of his uh, background. He's been involved. He, his company is Reynolds Bell Thoroughbred Services, LLC. Uh, he's been involved in the thoroughbred industry for well over 40 years, uh, probably closer to 45 years formerly the manager of uh, Mill Ridge Farm from 1981 to 91. He was responsible for the syndication of Gone West and a horse called Diesis while he was there. He uh, moved unbridled over to Claiborne in the mid-90s and assisted with the uh, stallion syndication. He established Reynolds Bell uh, Thoroughbred Services LLC in 1992 where he provides a variety of services such as public and private purchases, appraisals, individual consulting. And uh, just in case you were wondering what kind of uh, stature he has in the thoroughbred industry, he's been the past chairman of the TOBA, Thoroughbred Owners and Breeders Association, a member of the Breeders' Cup Board, uh, steward of the Jockey Club, director of the NTRA, and a past president of Thoroughbred Club of America. So we do welcome you to the broadcast. And uh, we hope that uh, anything you say will uh, be uh, – it, it, nobody. I don't know if any big press people are listening to wonder if you're going to say anything earth-shaking or not. So we'll, we'll let – just go ahead and talk to us as if you were sitting in our uh, – uh, in our living room. It, well, and we got to <laughs> – can I jump in? Yeah. I get really Jump in, please. It's, it's Derby Day. I'm shaking in my boots here. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's it's Derby Day, and this, this is the right of Kentucky. I mean, come on. That's who we are. That's right. It's our brand. I know it's Kentucky basketball, but we were running horses a long time before Kentucky basketball That's ever right. became what it is, and we're not going to forget that. Guy, are you allowed to say that on the radio? I am. I am because this is the Tom Dupree show. <laughs> but I want to say this about Reynolds. Um, he also is the he's the former chairman of the Thoroughbred Breeders yeah. Owners Association, which is really a significant organization as it relates to the industry of of equine period right but he also has got triple crown breeders cup bloodlines and he won't tell us this so i'm gonna tell on him he's the grandson of the founder of keeneland hal price 
Headley, right. the son of Alice Headley Chandler, mm-hmm. and uh, who is also, you know, one of the most or more significant players in the industry and probably one of the very first female leaders in the industry. Right. And uh, not only has he had experience. And your mother's still living, right? Yes. 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 Which right. Mill ninety three? Did I say Mill Ridge Farm? Did I did I say that? That's their their family farm, yeah. and Reynolds ran that farm for about 10, 15, 15 years. So seventy six So now that we've qualified you, <laughs> yeah, welcome Reynolds. We're so ha- glad to have you, and um, grateful to be here. Um, yeah, it's a great time of year uh, for us in Kentucky that are related to the horses. Um, I, I call it my second Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I have three Christmases a year. It begins with the Masters. That's my first Christmas. Oh, I love it. That weekend. Derby weekend's my second Christmas. And then, you know, the, the one we celebrate in December. Regular Christmas. Right. Let me ask you something. Um, t- the industry has been through a lot in the last several weeks and months. Uh, tell me, what do you feel like the state of the thoroughbred industry is right now in terms of uh, uh, the medications and the the things that have been going on at some of the various tracks and that sort of thing yeah it's been it's been a um, certainly we, we go through these seasons from time to time in this industry and this is uh, this has been one of those seasons over the past three or four months um, it began. Uh, primarily out in California with uh, over a 90-day, 60- to 90-day period where they had uh, an inordinate amount of uh, breakdowns uh, mm-hmm. that they didn't typically, wouldn't have typically seen uh, in, the, in the way they saw them. Uh, they came quickly, and, um, you know, it, it caused uh, quite a, uh, quite a, quite a problem for the industry specifically california specifically the stronic group who who owns the major california track santa anita out there and um you know i think uh PETA got got involved or is involved uh certainly they show up when when these sort of uh events occur and um from that there's been some policy that's been uh, put in place mm-hmm. and um, it's been discussed for a long time but the Stronic group because they own the racetrack uh, went and um, basically instituted uh, policy uh, house rules if, if you will inter- uh, to follow the guidelines of the International Federation of horse racing authorities, the IFHA standards, mm-hmm. which <clears throat> are standards that uh, don't allow any race day medication right. whatsoever. And uh, we're the only jurisdiction in the world, North America, that does. Allows uh, race, de- race, race day, such as Lasix. Such right. as Lasix, yeah. And, you know, Lasix in our industry is a little bit like talking about abortion, uh, you know, in, in, in the rest of the world. I mean, it's a very, very hot topic and a, and a, and a um, uh, topic that draws a lot of um, oh, emotion, I guess mm-hmm. is yeah. the best word. Uh, from, from w- there, there's two sides of the aisle, and, and um, you know, one side of the aisle – uh, that, that that is pro LASIK says it's 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 humane to give to horses and and um, because they it it prevents it's a diuretic medication it prevents um, bleeding you know which is a um, a term that's used uh, when a horse uh, blood vessels sort of rupture in their lungs and and lungs basically fill up with fluid. Uh, blood fluid and uh, they they can't get their their air so they stop running yeah mm-hmm. now Reynolds they, and that's they, they, they stop don't, running they don't die from it yeah. typically 
Um, but, but you know, it's like us, like a human, not being able to breathe. You're going to stop doing things. Yeah. Know? And put it in layman's terms for us, it, that's because the horse is working so hard on the track, for example, when they're right. training or running in a race. Sure. Those lungs are working extra hard, and they will naturally start bleeding. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, I, I, you know I, that that's what that's the premise. That's the way it works. Okay. Does it happen during works also? Yes. So yeah. it can, it can happen during a hard workout as well as a race. Right. And when a horse is stressed, um, typically that's when you see it. Uh, you know the bleeding, uh, and they may be stressed for a number of reasons, but. We, we don't know what all of those are, but mm-hmm. um, if they're in pain, I've, I've always felt like, um, uh, you know, when they're in pain, they're, they're stressed, and when they're stressed, they bleed. Mm-hmm. And the, um, so you got one side of the, the aisle that's uh, prolasix. Mm-hmm. It's the humane thing to do. The other, the other side of the aisle says, um, <clears throat> You know, we, we don't need any race day medication. Mm-hmm. If, if the horse can't perform on the day um, because there's some issues that are causing it stress, then, you know, find out what those issues are, take them out of training if need be, and get them well, and then bring them back and, and uh, run, them, run them without the medications. So on that side of the aisle, uh, I think – I think Arthur Hancock has been a no drugs type guy. He's come out very strong on that issue for some time. He's one of the better known ones, right. I think. No, no, no doubt about it. They, um, Arthur is is a uh, has long time forever been been anti medication, mm-hmm. uh, and and a and a you know a strong voice on that side of the aisle, uh, and and there are many of them. Um, but when you, when you think about the issue and and I don't know where there, where this is, where we want to start, you know, with this, this, this commentary, but when you think about the issue, uh, we're the only jurisdiction in the world that allows, that allows race day medication. Right. And when you think about the optics of that, uh, when you think about other major league sports, um, and, and we're in an entertainment business. We're, mm-hmm. we're in a sports, uh, equine sports business, uh, thoroughbred racing. Uh, when you think about it that way, um, we're, we're an outlier. Yeah. We're an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so recently, though, 20 racetracks came together and announced that they're going to implement this plan starting to 2020. Is that right? Correct. So coalition of racetracks as a result of the um, procedures that the Stronic group put in place, they, they eliminated, eliminated, they came out and said, we're going to follow the guidelines of the International Federation of Horse Racing Authorities, IFHA. And we're not going to allow, number one, we're not going to allow Lasix Mm -hmm. 24 hours before the horses race. So no race day medication. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to also put some some other uh, procedures in place to ensure the safety of the horse and rider, and right. uh, went through a list of those. Um, what what happened with with that position was is, uh, you know, California was where this all started, but it's it's a problem across the country and 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 the 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 movement was the 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 trainers that could leave were gonna leave california Mm -hmm. so um when you think about it uh what what's gonna happen to santa anita well they're they're gonna suffer um as a result so the the racetrack said hey you know this is this is a this is an industry problem Uh this isn't a california problem right this is an industry problem and and uh, we need, as an industry, we need, as a group of racetracks, to come together, support uh, California, the Stronic Group, and let's see if we can find some middle ground um, and put some, some procedures in place that we think 
uh, address some of the issues, and it, and it was it's a first step. First step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is great news though, because I know how important it is to you. I know how important it is to you, Reynolds. You you uh, you've been quoted many many times. Uh, I love this quote, and it is: "If you take care of the horse, the horse will take care of you." And I know you and your company have been significant leaders and supporters in the safety research for equine industry. Sure. Uh, I think you all kicked off a thing a couple of years ago, the Kentucky Initiative of uh, or the Grayson Jockey Club Research Foundation announced that uh, on the heels of this successful Ocala Initiative, you all launched the Kentucky Initiative supporting um, research for safety in the thoroughbred industry and you all you were one of the leaders in that Mm. let's get into that when we come back from our break you're talking uh we're we're talking to reynolds bell uh this is the tom dupree show it's news radio 630 wlap where people come to talk we gotta stand up and we're gonna take our country back you are my inspiration news radio 630 wlap Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree show, we're uh, visiting here with uh, Reynolds Bell, Guy Huglet, in here. Uh, who, who are we listening to? Oh, uh, that's Bob Wills, isn't it? Bob? Gene Autry. Gene Autry. Yeah. It was at uh, Derby, Derby One or Derby. Let's be probably Derby Seven. He was singing yeah, or something. Something like that. <laughs> You had a question about uh, you were talking to Reynolds. We got enough time to cover that in this. I, I just what we were talking about, you know, Reynolds is has been a leader in the equine industry in terms of research for equine welfare and safety. Right. And you know, I'm just as as a fan and and as a as a citizen in this state to to you know an industry it's so important to this state. Mm. I'm grateful, Reynolds, that that you guys are taking a, a role on the, in this in this area, and really, you know, it's, you're kind of talking about something that a lot of people really just don't want to talk about. Is that is that fair? Yeah, yeah, it it is fair, and and we can you know we can spend hours talking about this. So let let me take it here. Um, the the reason our industries uh, uh, different than other industries and different from uh, other sports. Um, entertainment like football, baseball, right. basketball, is that, that, that we have 38 individual state jurisdictions that yeah. basically govern right. our industry. Yeah. So, it's like the insurance industry. Every state has its own yeah. state regulation. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and therefore, uh, what, what one state wants – uh, the other state states might not want. It's just and, and it's just like herding cats, and, <laughs> and, it, and it's really, really difficult. So, uh, when you when you think about our landscape, uh, I mean, when we're trying to put in best practices for medication and for 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 rules in general, um, if you violate um, medication rules or if you've done something that 
uh, you should be banned from the sport or, or at least have a, a reprimand and, 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 and then ban the next time. We, we have no way to, to, to really uh, formulate that uh, unless it's, you know, done, done in the state. Yeah. So, therefore, um, issues like integrity, safety, um, medication – you know, the, the, we 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 have a lot of minutia that we have to we have to work yeah. through, in order to get what's best for the for the industry. So therefore, uh, the Jockey Club, you know, Denny Phipps um, was chairman of the Jockey Club from the mid '80s until 2016, and and did a tremendous job uh, leading that organization, and. Um, did a lot i mean re- really did a lot of great things for the industry in terms of trying to um bring people together mm-hmm. and uh eventually you know it, it it just got so frustrating uh to get, get any unity yeah that uh he finally said look you know we we've tried this the other way we, we need some federal uh, help here. So in 2015, they introduced the um, Horse Racing Integrity Act. Right. Uh, which basically uh, is, is an act of Congress, which um, Congressman Barr. Had a big and, role in, right. Has had a big role in mm-hmm. it. And uh, a guy named Paul Tonka had a big role in it. And, and, and through the support of the jockey club and, and other organizations that have since since um underwritten the effort uh there there is a uh, a bill you know that's being sponsored by these two uh congressmen that would uh, allow uh well i'll, I'll read it uh, it establishes conflict-free self-regulate regulatory organization responsible for creating and implementing an anti-doping program for the entire horse horse racing industry develop standardized list of permitted and prohibited substances treatments and methods for all covered races in the united states think about that yeah uh requires full full and fair information disclosure to breeding stock purchasers and wagering public and this is all going to be um, put under the domain of USADA, which is the the the, the anti-doping organization that, that cleaned up the uh, the Olympics, yeah, and did a very successful job with it. There you go. And there's a reason we're doing this, and we should talk about it. Okay, uh, we'll 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 jump into this when we get back from the break, but. You know, the economic impact that this industry has to our state is, it's unbelievable. I I was doing a little research just on the Derby, and I'll set you up for this, Reynolds, because I know we're going to break here in a second. But of the 20 horses in the Derby, 18 were born in the state of Kentucky. So we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break, the impact financially that the thoroughbred industry has, right. and then we've got to handicap this race. You got it. Because this is a serious day here, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. All right. My guy is Omaha Beach. Oh, you got scratched. <laughs> <laughs> Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show with Guy Hugland, Elizabeth Dupree, and Reynolds Bell. News Radio 630 WLAP. Uh, I'm rescanning the TV. Is there something wrong? No. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. So why are you rescanning? Remember, we heard the announcements about local TV channels changing broadcast frequencies and that we would need to rescan the TV? That's right. It's easy. I learned how to do it at FCC.gov slash TV rescan. They also have a hotline if you need it. 1-888-CALL-FCC. Oh, that was easy. The University of Kentucky is much more than a place of learning. 
were an economic driver for the Commonwealth. A $3.7 billion enterprise of academics, research, and healthcare, and one of Kentucky's largest employers. 77% of UK graduates are employed in Kentucky five years after graduation and earn 25% more than the national average 10 years after enrolling. See how we're moving Kentucky forward at uky.edu. See blue. Road safety is everybody's responsibility, but motorcyclists can do their part to increase their safety. Things like taking a rider's course and always wear protective gear. Wear a USDOT compliant helmet, boots, gloves, long pants, long sleeve shirt. Adding reflective material to your bike and gear is a great way to increase visibility, as well as lane positioning and using your turn signals. And never ride impaired. And remember, Always check twice and save a life. Brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. We have made it to Kentucky Derby Saturday. Mostly cloudy skies today. And as we get into the afternoon and evening, those showers will be increasing yet again. Some rumbles of thunder possible. Highs today, 65 to 70. Morning shower, then some afternoon clearing taking over on Sunday. Gets better, high around 70 degrees. Forecast on your Monday, pushing 80 with a fair amount of sun. I'm WKYT Chief Meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. It's that time of year again, Lexington. There are two Kentucky Oaks and Kentucky Derby wagering locations in town. At Keeneland, you can bet on-site, or you can drive through behind the Entertainment Center. And you can also bet on-site at the Red Mile, or wager online anytime at KeenelandSelect.com. For details or to learn more about Oaks and Derby wagering at Keeneland, visit Keeneland.com Derby. Mother's Day is next Sunday, and Pro Flowers is offering an amazing special. One dozen assorted roses for mom for $19.99. And as a special bonus, double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Go to proflowers.com, click on the blue microphone, and enter the secret code 1919. With fresh flowers, express delivery, and unique vases and accessories that mom will love, Pro Flowers has everything you need to get your Mother's Day shopping done for all the moms you know. Order now from Pro Flowers to get amazing savings. Just pick a delivery date and its freshness is guaranteed or your money back. One dozen assorted roses sent fresh from the farms and guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days, starting at $19.99. Or double the roses and get a premium vase for just $9.99 more. Order now because Mother's Day is next Sunday. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to proflowers.com, click on the microphone in the upper right corner, and enter the secret code 1919. That's proflowers.com, secret code 1919. 630 WLAP. song by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it is what it is. We're back on the Tom Dupree Show. Uh, News order. Radio 630 WLAP. Uh, Reynolds, you got some more economic development stuff to talk about in the horse industry. Uh, and we want to we want to hear it. I want to lead you into that, Reynolds, because okay. uh, as many of, of you all know, I talk about this a lot. I've I'm, I'm a Lexington guy, but I moved to Paris, Bourbon County, six years ago. And there is a lot of thoroughbred activity no in kidding. Bourbon County, believe me. I don't know how many derby horses, I think there might be 12, that actually have ties to Bourbon County in some shape or form. But we wouldn't have a community, Reynolds, as you well know, in Paris, Bourbon County, had it not have have it not be for the thoroughbred industry and i know we don't we don't hear enough about the economic impact and the amount of jobs the dollars right what's really happening and i, and I know you know a lot about that so why don't you check in with us and let's yeah i, I tell you um the the last when i was involved with kentucky thoroughbred association kta and ktob 
um, there was an economic uh, industry, equine industry study done in 1977. So I, I, before the show, I, I, I wanted to see if it had been updated, and it was updated in 2012. And these are these are some pretty amazing stati- statistics. Um, so the equine industry in Kentucky uh, generates over 40,000 jobs, uh, 40,665 according to this study. And when you, when you think about that, I, I looked at the five or the top industry uh, industries in Kentucky in terms of employers, employees, excuse me. Right. And uh, Humana was at the top with 10,000. The, it, when you added up the top five, Toyota, Toyota, Humana, uh, a couple of healthcare, and and UK Medical Center, right? That that came out to forty thousand jobs. Really? Yeah. So you take the top five. That's the equivalent of what the thoroughbred industry or the equine industry is impact, uh, at least in jobs in 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 Kentucky and. Uh, the value of equine and equine-related assets in 2012 was $23.4 billion. Good heavens. Billion. That's billion. Billion. We're talking land, horse farms, stuff like that. That's right. Uh, equine-related sales and income for 2011 was $1.1 billion. Do you think that's gone up since then, Reynolds, or is that kind of? Flat based on the economic I'd say, environment. I'd say it's ticked back up again. Uh, this was after 2008, so we, we okay. sort of crawled out of that in right. 13, yep. 14. Okay, okay. Uh, Equine-related expenditures for 2011 was $1.2 billion. Mm. Those, are, those are big numbers. Yeah, they really are. Well, folks, we got a big race coming up. You want to start talking about it now? Or? I I think we need to. Uh, everybody's got everybody's got their favorite, but let's let's first thing let's do one thing first. Kind of be fun. And I'd love to hear Reynolds spin on this, talking about the economic impact of the industry. The favorite, as we all know, scratched, and I I, I felt like the world came to a stop yesterday when that news broke about five thirty yesterday afternoon. Yeah, did you hear? Uh, the first thing I thought of Omaha Beach was yeah, his name. Omaha Beach was the horse that scratched. Which and they already had a syndication deal for him uh, with uh, the, uh, Spendthrift Farm right. and B. Wayne Hughes. Right. And that's what I wanted. I guess that'll Reynolds. go forward. Tell us a little bit about that, Reynolds, and and because that that to me is pretty daunting. What what they sold that syndicated that horse for. Well, I mean, I, I don't know the specifics, guy, of but the deal. But, but uh, how does it work? How do they get a return on that investment? Yeah. Well, uh, they 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 Spendthrift Farm purchased the breeding rights, and and Rick Porter, the owner of Omaha Beach, after the Arkansas Derby, which he won, it was a Grade One, and and he and he won the the race before uh, the Rebel, and uh, you know he had a valuable horse at this point in time. And he is a half brother to a champion, uh, take charge Brandy, comes from a wonderful family. Uh, I mean, one of the more significant families in the breed. And Porter said, you know, now's the time. So he put it out to the leading farms that he was going to sell the breeding rights and basically had a uh, the farms submit bids mm-hmm. and kind of like an RFP. Yes. Okay. Right. And uh, Spendthrift got the got the deal. So when he finishes his career as a racehorse and goes to his next career as a stallion, uh, he'll stand at Spendthrift Farm, and they'll charge a stud fee relative to what his abilities were on the racetrack. Yeah. And you know I, I've heard this this deal was in the number of $20 million, you know? So this is a horse that was purchased at auction for, well, he, he didn't sell. Um, he was RNA, didn't, didn't reach his reserve at 600,000. I was told that he's, he was sold privately, uh, for less than that, uh, to Mr. Porter after, after, after the sale. So, you know, there's, there's your 
ROI right there. Yeah, Tom. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Good for Mr. Porter. If you buy a share, will they sell shares in this horse to people? Could, if I wanted to spend the money to buy a share, which would be a breeding right? Mm-hmm. No, could, guy, you don't. Could, could, <laughs> could I? Well, could I do that? I mean, what would I? Ha, what, how do? How do you determine a value yeah. for that? Well, uh, spendthrift. You know, some farms do syndicate them. Some farms don't. Uh, some horses are. Some are not. Uh, I would say spendthrift probably will will not syndicate this horse if they were to syndicate him on the basis of say 20 million uh it, typically they're divided in 40th uh 140th uh okay. of the value so that would be five hundred thousand dollars a share and he would stand for on the basis of that usually this the the season price is 10x of of the you know is it Right. Next times the season price gives you the share value, which okay. would be five hundred thousand. Wow. About a fifty thousand dollars stud fee. About fifty thousand so, dollars stud fee, correct. Right. Interesting. It's yeah. just it's so fascinating in Yeah, it is. And it just it tells you why the industry has such a significant impact uh in our community. So let's talk derby. Let's do it. It's let's it's it's the day. Everybody's got their favorite. Do we want to start with favorites, or do we want to just talk a little bit about the race? Let's, t- let's talk about a sloppy track first. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, most of these horses, you know, have been running on fast tracks. So, unfortunately, uh, and this is for like the last three three years for sure, maybe four, uh, we're going to have another wet race track. And some of them can handle that, and some of them can't. Some of them get better on it. Omaha Beach was one of those horses that, that seemed to, the la- his last two races were on sloppy racetracks, and he, he he just, he was like a gazelle on that stuff. A gazelle. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Great he, analogy. He, 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 and, and therefore, you know, was favorite for the Kentucky Derby, and it's a real, real sad, sad situation to, uh, you know, to not have him in there. Um, you know, it, anytime you lose a favorite in a race, um, it, it has an impact from the standpoint of the fans, uh, from the betting. But what that means is there's going to be another favorite instead of Omaha beach. Now who stepped up as the favorite now that Omaha beach. So second choice was a horse called game winner and, uh, game winner was five to one. Omaha beach was four to one in the initial uh, setting of the odds, and then improbable, and Roadster were six to one. So there, there were your four favorites. Uh, I noticed in the that race. game winner and uh, another horse, Vacoma, which I think you have some ties to. Uh, both their daddies uh, caught Candy Ride, uh, the Argentinian uh, uh, stud. Yeah, Candy Ride stands over at Lane's Inn, and and uh, oh, okay, so he's he stands here. Yeah, he's, yeah. Is he from Argentina originally? He was he was uh, bred in Argentina, mm-hmm. came over to the states after a couple of years racing over there, and and won some significant. I think he was undefeated uh, in this country, and then um, ended up at Lane's Inn as a as a real popular sire, and 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 one of the best in the business today. So tell us about uh, the ones that you have some ties to, Vacoma and Improbable, right? Yeah. Um, so Vacoma, you know, what I do in my business as a consultant, uh, I help a little bit like what you do, Tom. Uh, I help manage people's money. Right. Basically, their investments in the business, their portfolio of assets. Right. And uh, – so I've got a client called uh, Alpha Delta Stables, a fellow by the name of John Clay. And uh, John got in the business about 10 years ago, came to me and asked me if I'd help him. Uh, he's been a wonderful person to work with. Um, we bought the dam. He bought. I helped him. Uh, he signed the check. <laughs> uh, we bought the dam uh, at 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 Faisy Tipton, and I think we paid a million five fifty for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and Vacoma was her third foal. Unfortunately, we lost her. Uh, she she has some uh, chronic 
arthritic uh, stifles, and she got to where she couldn't get around very well. Mm. And uh, we had to end up uh, euthanizing her for, for humane reasons, and, and uh, th- this was her last fall. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Now, that's a story in itself. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and he, he had a little bit, you know, a lot of things sort of working against him when uh, Alpha Delta is a commercial breeder. So what that means is uh, when, when he develops his portfolio of assets, his, his goal is to, to breed from those mares and, and sell them at auction, particularly the colts. Sometimes he would keep a filly if he didn't get what he wanted for it at the sale. Um, that's sort of his, his, that's his business plan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Vacoma, uh, we do x-rays, survey x-rays in the spring of their yearling year, um, before they're going to be sold in the fall of their yearling year. And, and he had some issues betting wise that was going to affect him at the sale that we couldn't resolve. Typically you can do some, some surgery or remove a chip or mm-hmm. something minor and, and go on and it never it never will affect the horse as a racehorse or the horse at, at the sale. Um, he, we weren't able to do correct the problem that we had, so we took him to the sale anyway. And he brought a hundred and I think he brought a hundred and thirty-five thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, you know, I think to date they have earned. Um, let me look here. They have earned seven hundred and eighty-eight thousand on the racetrack in four in four races. So, uh, and he's you know he's he's <laughs> twenty to one in the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. and it's a thrill for you know anybody that's sure. ever been associated with uh, the Derby. I mean, when you when I get on an airplane and I tell people when they ask me what do you do. I'm in the thoroughbred horse industry. Well, have you ever had a horse in the Kentucky Derby? And that's the first question. So we're really excited to have Vacoma uh, as a as a prospect for Alpha Delta Stables. And then I have a, a couple of other clients that uh, prior to the Arkansas Derby, uh, we were able to do a deal with, uh, with Windstar Farm and Partners to take a position in Improbable. And uh, we're really excited about that. Okay, now this it's exciting. So let's go ahead and take the break here and then come back and wrap them up. Okay. So Stay with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, News Radio 630 WLAP. April. Joe Biden. People's personal space. The immigration problem. Our investigation. Not over. Julian Assange. Notre Dame. Sri Lanka. Terrorism. And open fire on the synagogue. This May. In Venezuela. Happens here. Your time is over. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree. A fiduciary is a person or organization that owes to another the duties of good faith and trust. It is the highest legal duty of one party to another, and it means being bound ethically to act in the other's best interests. At Dupree Financial Group, we act as a fiduciary to our clients when managing their investments. This means simply that we put their interests first. We accept no commissions or transaction fees, only an asset-based percentage fee of our clients' assets, which directly aligns our interests with theirs. Think about it. A financial advisor who does well when you do well. If you'd like to know more about how this might work for you, give us a call at Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a no-obligation meeting and a discussion of your account. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630 WLAP. don't realize how much music's out there yeah exactly for the derby (laughs) that's the rolling stones Uh, um back on the tom dupree show with reynolds bell uh so we're going to get into some picks here for uh who we think might win this race in the absence of uh omaha beach now now before he does this i I had i had been told that bill mott said 
told somebody he was walking on air. And his horse is Country House. Country House. He's got two horses. He's got a horse called Tacitus. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. got Tacitus for, for also. Judmont. And, and Tacitus will be his more live horse. Yeah. In the race. Yeah. I heard a really good story about Tacitus last night. I was at the uh, Parish Rotary Club Run for Roses Calcutta Auction. And um, the uh, MC, who is uh, Matt Cook, who's our state representative from Bourbon County, he said that, that is it Jose Ortiz? Is that right? Mm -hmm. Jose? Yes. Yes. He, he chose Tacitus over Improbable. Correct. He did. Um, we were sorry, disappointed in that, but well, but we did the next best thing, and that was to get his brother Irad to uh, to ride Improbable, and and Irad got an Eclipse Award last year as the best jockey uh, oh. of 2018. So we're pretty happy. Not too bad. Yeah. So do you feel pretty good about Tacitus Reynolds? Is he going to hit the board? Um. Yeah, he's got a chance to hit the board. Now, when we refer to the board, we're talking first, second, or third. Right. Correct? Right. Correct. Or or I guess fourth in this case because the Derby has all that exotic wagering, right? Correct. Um, but the board typically is first, second, and third, like you said, Gabby. Okay. I, I, um, I think the California group is really strong this year. And Omaha Beach was was another of the California horses. I mean, Dick Mandela, who's in the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. uh, trained Omaha Beach. So they they have four horses from California that 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 are significantly good. Baffert, Bob Baffert, uh, the the silver haired yes yeah wonder, who's won five derbies now. He's going for the sixth, <laughs> which, which which would tie the record. Uh, for for Sonny Fitzsimmons, um, I think it's Sonny. So, Sonny or it Dune. might might be who, Joan. It who might. are the the California horses? So, so we've got Baffert's got Game Winner, who was the two year old champion. Okay, he won. was he was undefeated uh, as a two year old. Won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile at Churchill Downs, at, by the at way. Churchill Downs, okay. correct. And he comes in here off of two losses, but they were real. Um, they were within a head, uh, each of them. Uh, he got caught in the Santa Anita Derby by another horse that Bob Baffert trains, Roadster, who Arthur Hancock bred, Stone Farm. Bourbon uh, County. And, and I like Roadster. And, and the third horse that, that, that Bob has is Improbable. And Improbable ran the same day as Game Winner uh, on Breeders' Cup Day, just in an undercard race. And his... His number, they we use numbers to mm -hmm. sort of determine, yeah, uh, you know, the, the real players do, yeah, uh, <laughs> to determine uh, just how significant the performance was. His number was better than game winners' number that day. Really? Talking about their buyer rating, yeah. or? well, that this is a thoroughgraph rating, uh, or a ragazin rating that I'm referring to. And that's who, who had the better number? Probable had a better he, number than game winner that day. So something really unique could happen. Baffert could be the first trainer ever to have first, second, and third. I think that. That would be wow. <laughs> that would be wow. Yeah. And I'll tell you, he's live. I mean, he's, oh, yeah. think about it. I mean, since since Omaha Beach uh, scratched, um, You've got game winner at five to one. You've got roadster and improbable at six, at uh, six to one. Okay, mm. so we got to talk about this horse because we're WLAP. Tom Leach yesterday picked his pick for the Derby is Maximum Security seven horse. I like Maximum Security of of the other horses in the race besides Baffert's horses. He's the horse that I think's the most dangerous. Okay. Really. Mm -hmm. You know, the one thing we haven't said a word about is the mud. If we have mud at, at race time, what does that yeah, do? He, to he did mention it. Yeah, I, earlier. I, I think I think um, for for Baffert, they they've all competed in it, uh, maybe with the exception of Roadster. Let me look here. Uh, Roadster's never been on a sloppy racetrack, so great great question, Elizabeth. Um, that may or may not bother him. He comes from a. He's by Quality Road, which is a prospector line. 
and uh, typically they really like the mud, so he should be okay. Okay, I'm going to give you all my pick. Here's here's Guy's pick, Cutting Humor. It's the it's the tin horse. Now, I'm going to tell you why I've picked this horse. Of all the derbies ever run, there's 145, which is, by the way, the oldest sporting event ever, right? Derby. 145 years. 145 years. More derby winners have come out of the tin hole than any other gate number, okay? And a really good friend of mine who used to work for Reynolds Bell, by the way, back many years ago, Reynolds taught him everything he knows. His name is Bernie Sams. He's he's the breeder with uh, Seth Hancock's and Arthur's sister, Dale Hancock. Right. So I kind of have a little bit of a personal touch there, but, uh, you know, good money. Good money bet, right, Reynolds? Oh, yeah, 30 to 1. Okay. Tom, uh, who's your pick? I'm going to go with Tacitus. Uh, I'm the Bill Mott guy. I have a horse, one horse that's being trained by Bill Mott right now, and uh, he's not on the track at this point. He's got an injury, but yeah. – uh, He's my trainer. He's a great trainer. So I'm going to go with Bill on this. So it's obvious we have lots of difference of opinion. <laughs> a, a, a lots of the, yeah, like spinoff number nineteen horse. Do you know that they got a row? Nineteen Kentucky Derby winners with the letter S in their started with the letter S. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I know that. It's, it's hey, been, Reynolds. It's been a good one. Thank you, Reynolds, Thanks for being Reynolds with for us. Thanks, Reynolds, for being today. on with us. And uh, you've been listening to Reynolds Bell. We appreciate it very much. Great gratitude. It's been the Tom Dupree Show. Stay with us for the next hour. News Radio 630 WLAP. On old Kentucky home, tis summer, the old folks are gay. Well, the corn tops right And the meadows and the bloom While the birds make music all